Socialites, and welcome back to the Social Studies Podcast, the podcast where we study being social by being social. Announced the spring tour on Friday, and y'all went in on those tickets. We already have some sellouts, which is what? Psychotic. We even had some of you little sleuthy sloths go in there and find the tickets before they were even announced. You crazies. Anyway, if you want tickets to see me on the road this spring, you can get your tickets at MrDTimes3.com. They're all at MrDTimes3.com right now. I am coming to Vancouver, British Columbia, Denver, Madison, Wisconsin, Minneapolis, Minnesota, St. Louis, Missouri, Edmonton, Alberta, Oklahoma City, New York City, Buffalo, and Philly. Those are all, and guess what? All the shows are on the weekends, and I'm doing like four or five shows in each city, so come on out. It's going to be a good time. Listen, if your city is not on the spring tour, don't freak out. Do not freak out. It will be Coming in the fall, most likely. Chicago, fall. Boston, fall. Toronto, fall. Like, I'm not going to say for sure, but read between the lines, girl. Okay, hold out. Hold out for your boy. If you've mentioned it, I'm probably coming to it. So if you don't see it on the spring, don't cry a sad, sad pool of tears. Just, you know, be happy you lived. Again, get your tickets at MrDTimes3.com. Let's get into it, shall we? Your boy made a really interesting choice this week. Went back, was subbing at the school that I used to work at last year. The school that actually didn't hire me, just saying. They were, okay, here's the thing. Love that place. It's a, it's a bougie, bougie private school. Very bougie, very private. And I do a lot online. I do. And I do a lot of like the podcast and all that stuff like that too. And private school, your funding's based off of tuition. So you can't do anything to risk the tuition. So with that, Mr. D got the boot. But the Omi Chromie came about. And what do you know? They need some help. So they call up your boy, Mr. D. They're like, Joe, can you sub? Actually, let me tell you the real story. Desperate times call from desperate measures, you guys, right? They were like, hey, Joe, we'd love to set up a time to talk to see if you have any time to come in to come in to sub. Let us know. We can schedule a phone call. I'm like, sure, I'm available all day tomorrow. They're like, actually, on second thought, the secretary is going to give you a call. We need you tomorrow. We can talk about all the logistics at the end. I'm like, great. See you tomorrow. Secretary calls me. She's like, can you be here at eight for kindergarten? I'm like, hell yeah, I can. I come in at eight. I go down to kindergarten. The day is starting. I'm like, girl, I don't even know how much I'm getting paid. Like, I just agree to this and have no idea what sub pay even is. Anyway, I'm in kindergarten, which we know is where I thrive. And I'm in for a teacher who I know, who I'm getting to know even better now, who's like, okay, I'm sort of not very well put together gay. I wear the same sweatshirt all the time. This guy dresses like he walks straight out of Nordstrom every day when he walks into work, like dressed to the nines. Like I'm jealous. He even, I saw him today and then he texted me. He's like, sorry, I forgot to tell you. I, I dressed like Blanche Devereaux today. I was like, girl, you did. He's great. So immediately we just start like kikiing. And we're like, could you imagine if we talked together? And he's like, that would be so fabulous. I'm like, I know. 
out. So we're going to put it out there in the world. Anyway, he takes off. I take over the class. Child, let me tell you. This class, uh, immediately, immediately, I just, like, fall into it. Like, you can't take the teacher out of a person. It, it, it was like muscle memory. Immediately, they started to try to get away with stuff. Like, the first thing that happened, there's this little girl. We're going to call her Moonspell. Moonspell is, she does this thing that I cannot handle in kindergarten, where... They want to get somebody in trouble, but they don't want to be the tattletale because they don't want that student to think that they tattled on you. So they do things for the student who's doing something bad to get caught. So Moonspell is over at her. And there's a reason why I call her Moonspell. Moonspell goes so loud. She's looking right at me. She goes, Albert, stop that! And looks right at me like a deer in headlights. And I immediately pass Albert and I go straight to Moonspell and I'm like, oh no, honey. I, and I don't know if you guys think I'm being sarcastic or not. I'm being dead serious. I said to her the words, oh no, honey. I said, oh no, honey, you will not yell when I am here. Absolutely not. Because here's the thing, I'm allergic. I'm allergic to your yelling and I will not go into anaphylactic shock because you decided to give me a dose of what I'm allergic to. Do I make myself clear? She's like, shit, this dude is serious. I'm like, yeah, moon spell, get it together. So this teacher kind of like trusts me a little bit. So the sub plans were like, uh, they're pretty loose and, um, I liked the flexibility, if you will. So he was like, you can, you know, when the, when we do morning meeting, you can like ask them some of these questions or you can ask them some of some of your own. I'm like, cool. But one of the questions that he had, I loved. And it was, what is something that you could talk about forever? Which, let me tell you, you ask that to a room of feral kindergartners. You're opening up a can of worms because you ask them what they could talk about forever. You're getting all of the facts, the nitty gritty facts about whatever it is. Moonspell opens her mouth. I go, Moonspell, what? <laughs> what could you talk about forever? She goes, Jesus. Mm. Oh. Well, we got about this is a this is a public institution. It's private, but it is public. It's not public, Ben, is it? No, it's like it's private, but forever. It's okay. This is what I'm trying to say. It's not a religious school. There's like all walks of life in this classroom. And this little one's about to pop off on Jesus. So it's true. The teacher told me that prior to this, that Moonspell announced to the whole class that back this up remember this is like the upper echelon of seattle right like these this is like these are these are riggedy riggedy rich kids right she announces to the whole class i just want everyone to know that jesus was born poor oh you do well if you looked at 
you know, the water bottles on the floor of my Honda Civic, you'd probably think the same as you roll up in your Rolls Royce to school. Moonspell. Carry on. She then declared to the class, she goes, and I also know that Jesus lives in the stars. Don't you just love that? Jesus lives in the stars. Bitch, I want to live in the stars. Like, sometimes I do live in the stars. Want to take me a little hubbity hoobity woody? If you know what I'm saying, I'd be going to live it in the stars with Honda Civic Jesus. <laughs> anyway, we're going to let it go like Elsa. So then I take it upon myself. I'm like, I'm going to ask them a question. I asked the class, I asked the whole class, what is your favorite food? What is your favorite food? Thinking that I'm going to get, you know, hot dogs, pizza. You know one of them's going to say macaroni and cheese. If we're lucky, somebody's going to say corn dog. Somebody. Okay. Oh, let's not forget that these are the wealthiest of children. Let's, I actually wrote down their list. Here are some of their favorite foods and we'll just wait for moon spells. Okay. First kid, sushi. Starting off tame. Okay. We're starting off tame. Then we take a big leap because the next kid said his favorite food is filet mignon tips. Filet mignon, not just filet mignon, filet mignon tips. Okay. Cute. Cute, cute, cute. Next kid, lobster ravioli. Next kid, Grilled mango, and then I get to Moonspell. She looks me dead in the face and she says, My favorite food is bee pollen. I thought I misheard her. I said, I'm sorry, what's your favorite food? She goes, Bee pollen. <laughs> bee pollen, huh? You know, do you, where, do you, where are you going? You just bee popping around to the, the local bee sanctuary and collecting their pollen? What kind of bougie-ass ingredient is bee pollen? I'll, okay, I do see bee pollen on... I go to this one smoothie place down the down the street from me, and it's the whole, like, acai, like, the green one, the one that's going to make me fart. You know what I mean? Like, that one. But I do know that one of the ingredients is bee pollen. So, come to find out, bee pollen is, like, the thing right now. It's, like, the healthy thing. But here's what I got to say to you, Moonspell, and your love addiction with bee pollen. That's some bullshit because pollen doesn't come from bees. Pollen comes from flowers. And I'm pretty sure there aren't like bumblebee fishermen catching these bumblebees out of the air and scraping pollen off of their legs. So why are we calling it bee pollen, first of all? Second of all, that is the bougiest ingredient you could have said, Moonspell. That is the, okay, not only is that the bougiest, that is some bougie Seattle bibbidi-bobbidi bullshit. Do you sprinkle your bee pollen on your sushi and then eat it with your 14-karat gold knives, girl? That... That is some shit. I'm going to go ahead and say it. That is some shit. Was not expecting for a five-year-old to tell me that their favorite food is bee pollen. Quick, quick little segue. We're Morgan's actually from North Carolina, and 
we were with <laughs> we were with this family over the holidays and hit first oh my god his nieces are just the cutest like they are so cute like they're so cute i i can't even handle it but they live in North Carolina, so they're like a little Southern, right? So I asked his one niece, who's getting a little bit older now. She's almost kindergarten age. I cannot wait till she's in kindergarten. I said, what's your favorite food? She goes, cornbread. <laughs> I thought I misheard her. I'm like, what? She's like, cornbread. <laughs> it's just so Southern to hear a four-year-old be like, my favorite food is cornbread. <laughs> Right? Also, this other kid eating grilled mango. Like, girl, like, I can't even get my hands on mango mango. <laughs> Let alone someone grilling it for me. Oh, my God. I miss it. I miss teaching. I miss it. I want to go back so bad. Like, these past two days just made me realize that I miss it. <laughs> oh, okay. Also, I got it. This is how ADHD works. I'm, I go back. So Moonspell like kept bringing up Jesus, right? And like God and stuff. And she said, I don't exactly remember what she said, but she was like, I just want everyone to know about church. And like this, there's this other kid in the back of the classroom. I think he meant to whisper it, but he slapped his hand on his forehead and he just goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like. You and me both, brother. I'm pretty sure this girl thinks that I'm going to like <laughs> die in eternal flames by the time we're done with this. <laughs> then, then it was snack time, okay? Also, their snacks are bougie as hell. Their snacks are like perfect. They're like in these... Per I'm used to Title One. Like first, snack? What snack? <laughs> like the snack that I'm going to give you? Like I'm used to teaching where like... Uh, a kind parent comes and gives you like boxes of granola bars to use for like a couple of weeks or like there's some program in the building where they supply you with snacks that you could give to the kids right like that's my territory y'all oh no not here they like unpack their perfect bento boxes there's some of them had like rice that was like oh, oh by the way there this is not like a japanese student they had like rice that was formed and like made into little pandas i'm like oh god oh god oh god oh god like who had the time to do this just like all super healthy fruits one kid was eating kale chips i was like god damn i didn't even have kale chips until i was probably 27 <laughs> gonna shit your pants so anyway they're mowing down their kale chips and stuff and i actually had nuts which first of all i know right can you believe i was so brave to take nuts into a school that's like against the law these days you could seriously go to jail like i feel like you can't go into a school without having those huge, like, flashing lights on a sign that said, this is a nut-free zone, motherfuck! Like, that is, that's what it's like these days. Also, when did kids get allergic to nuts? Like, when I was in elementary school, nobody was allergic to nuts. We were just, like, mowing down peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like it was water. But, uh, like, all of a sudden, like, peanuts turned toxic? Like, what... <laughs> 
what happened? Who, who, I'm going to resurrect George Washington Carver and have him fix this shit because something is medically wrong that all of the children in the world are allergic to nuts. Anyway, yes, I did. I brought a little container of nuts and I'm sitting there and I'm eating the nuts and I'm like, this is this is risky, Joe. And I choked on one. OK, but here's the thing. So this school, I do have to give it up to them, though, you guys, they are doing like the most for COVID because they believe what I believe, which is and I think I think most people will agree with this, that in-person learning is the only kind of learning like at home. Virtual learning is not effective for the kid. No matter how hard you try as a teacher, it's not effective for the kid. They're not in a learning environment. They're in their home. Like You can try your best, but it's not the same. And also, they're missing a lot of social skills that are very important. I digress. So the most important things is get kids in school, in-person learning. Teachers, come on. You'll back it up, too. The last year when I had to, like, had to quarantine my class out of nowhere, literally, they pulled us out. We had to go downstairs out on the playground and just wait there for the kids to pick them up out of nowhere because, like, someone tested positive. We're like, ah, oh, shit. Then I had to teach virtual for a week, like, with no plans. And they, I couldn't even go back in and get my stuff. Like, it was wild. So in-person learning, right? This school is doing the most to make sure that we are like COVID safe. Like to the point where I wore a mask and one of the staff members who I hadn't met before, so I think they're new this year, came up to me and was like, oh, honey, let me get you a real mask. I was like, first of all, real mask? Like, uh, what even is that? And like shows up with this mask, like give his mask. Then I realized like everyone's wearing this one particular kind of mask. I'm like, oh shit, you all probably thought I was like bringing a little botulism <laughs> in with me today. Anyway, and they do random antigen testing of all the kids, which is just like wild. Apparently administration suits up in their hazmat suits and starts swabbing noses at the end of the day. I, I, if that, listen, it's unequitable that that class can be full, in, that that school can be full in person and the school down the road that's a public school could never because they can't afford it. Like, what's up with the funding, U.S. government? Get it together. Like, this is unequitable. Like, let's figure it out. Anyway, so you can take off your mask to eat and the kids know that, right? So I, and, and you have to social distance while you're eating. So we all have our masks on and nobody's talking because you're also not allowed to talk when you have your mask on. And I'm just eating the nuts. Right. And I choke on one. And I coughed it out like before it was like a dangerous choke, you know. And when I coughed it out, I was just kind of like. <coughs> you guys, every student in that class stopped to look at me and their faces were just like, oh, he's got it. And I was like, I was so confused. I'm like, why do they? And then I realized I was like, oh, my God, they all think I have COVID. So I was like, oh, no, you guys. No, <laughs> no. I just choked on a nut. And then Moonbeam says, I'm allergic to nuts. So I was like, what kind? She's like, cashews. I'm like, thank God there's no cashews. 
What a disaster. <laughs> it gets so much worse. It gets so much worse. I'm going to tell you about it in a minute. Hold on, hold on. One quick commercial break, okay? Okay, it gets so much worse, all right? I The teacher comes back. He's early. He's like, I've got to go like run some copies and like do some stuff. I'm like, yeah, go for it. He comes back. He's like, okay, you're dismissed. They have another assignment for you at the front desk. So I go to the front desk to see what my assignment is. You guys are not going to believe what class they sent me to next. They sent me to Latin. Latin? I was going to be the Latin teacher? I had. I must have read it five times. I was like, bitch, I think this says Latin. <laughs> and it's not even written in Latin. So I look at it, I'm like, oh shit, Latin, we're going to teach Latin. I'm like, bitch, you want me to teach Latin? I can't even speak English good. Like, what the hell? <laughs> So I am like sweating the whole time and I like walk into the Latin class and I'm like, hola, I think <laughs> like what do we even say? Turns out it was an English day. Thank God. Could you imagine me trying to speak Latin? I feel like these kids would be like speaking bullshit around you. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like. You you know, have you ever been around a group of friends who speak a different language that you don't speak and they just like switch so you don't so you don't know what they're saying? And then you're like, what did you say? And they're like, oh, they love everything about you. It's like, yeah, yeah. OK, <laughs> it sounds good. These kids would do that to me. If I know the kids at the school, they would probably be like speaking Latin and they would be like, and be like, oh, what'd they say? Oh, he just said you're like a degenerate swine who still drives a 2007 Ford Escape peasant. They would be calling me peasant boy in Latin. Look at this peasant boy for our substitute. Get him out. Like, that is... That is a lot. I know one of you is going to email me and be like, actually, Latin is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Golf, please. Burst my butthole, girl. I'm ready for all. <laughs> I'm ready for a lesson in Latin. Okay. Also, let me tell you about the secretary at this school. The secretary at this school is 100% who I feel like on the inside. She does not give a fuck. Like, I, if I can be her when I grow up, life will be complete. She's walking around with just, like, the most incredible style. Looking like a million bucks every day. I'm over here like, yes, let me get a little bit more of that in my life. She, one of the only staff members who came to my show when I was in Seattle last. How about that? How about that one? Was, it was my Tacoma show. Let's be real. But I was like, yes, Queen. I appreciate you. I call her Queen. I literally, I walk in. I'm like, hey, Queen. She's like, hey. Gave me the biggest hug ever. Anyway, she's like, can you come in tomorrow and do first? I'm like, seriously? <laughs> as long as it's not Latin. She goes, yeah. I'm like, okay, no problem. Let's do first grade. I've never done first grade, you guys, by the way. And let me tell you what, no, not for me. It's kindergarten. I could probably do pre-K. I don't think I could teach first grade. They're just a little too capable. 
Like, I need them a little dumber, if we're being honest. Like, I can't. I can't. So here's the thing. If I'm subbing for first grade, what does that mean? It means my kindergartners from last year are in that class. So I get there. They flipped out. Like, straight up flipped out. Like, one girl. I had this one girl last year who was, like, she thought she was going to be a little snotty to me. And she thought she was going to, like, cop an attitude with me left and right. And I made an admission. I was like, she's about to be my best friend, actually. So I, like, got a little hard on her a little bit to get that behavior turned around. And now we're, like, best buds. She's obsessed with me, and I love this girl. I love this girl. And her family, you know how you, like, vibe with one kid's family every year? That's her family. Her little brother, the cutest. She is the cutest mom, the sweetest. Like, they're just great. Anyway, she sees me and she stops dead in her track. She runs away and she goes up to the other kids and she goes, did you see? Did you see who's here? (laughs) Just tripping, tripping out. It was so funny. So I started the day with, because I like half the class I had before and the other half they were in other kindergarten classes so I started the day with having my old class tell me tell the rest of the class something about me so that first of all they like jog their memory a little bit and then second of all to like get the rest of the kids to know me so they can know like yo I'm on your side like let's do this right so they remembered a lot like that little girl was like, your favorite animal is bees and your favorite color is yellow. And I was like, yep. And another kid's like, and your favorite color combination is black and yellow. I'm like, yeah, you guys didn't forget a thing. Another kid goes, and you're colorblind. And I was like, yes, I am. Which is crazy. A, a colorblind kindergarten teacher, you guys, is not good combination. Like, we had to do this one activity last Valentine's Day where we had to count those those chalky hearts. You know, those chalky edible hearts that have little messages on you? Let me just tell you, the pink ones and the white ones look a little bit too same for your boy, Mr. D. Couldn't tell the difference. So I was putting pink ones in the white pile, and the class is like, no! And then they're like, you're just kidding. You're not really colorblind. I'm like, girl, I am the colorblindest. Hold on. Let me finish this story. It's really good. But before we do, one more commercial. One more, one more, one more. Okay, so I so announced that I'm colorblind. And the rest of the class is kind of like, oh, just like looking around. like, Oh, he's colorblind. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And that's like all I think of it. And we move on and we're going to the rest of the day. So the first thing I have to do is math stations and the math stations are already set up so i go i said to the class i was like who you guys by the way this is probably like a good like at least 30 minutes later okay so we've just we've dropped everything so i go can somebody show me where we're gonna play the bump it game which was one of the names of one of the math games which is actually a really good math game by the way i'll tell you guys about it sometime 
And this one kid, Samuel, he was very, very adamant. It, he, when he introduced himself, he goes, hello, my name is Samuel. It's not Sam, it's Samuel. I'm like, okay, Samuel. I never, ever even said your name yet, but I will call you Samuel. Samuel raises his hand. I'm like, who can show me where the bump it game is? And he raised his hand. I'm thinking that he's going he's gonna to be like, it's over there and point to it, right? No. Samuel gets up out of his seat and he grabbed me by my hand and he had one hand on my, one hand holding my hand and the other hand on my elbow. And he goes, it's over here. Let me show you. And he like leads me over and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, great. Sounds good. And I'm like, where are the other ones? I pick on another kid who points. And Samuel's like, show him, show him. So the next kid also grabs me by the hand and leads me to the next station. And I'm like, okay, you guys, I'm I'm cracking up, but I'm also crying because it was like so. This is so funny, but it's also so sweet that it like cracks me up. So I'm like laughing and crying at the same time. Okay. So the kids are grabbing me by the hand and the elbow and they're like leading me around the classroom. And I'm like, what is going on? And then math station starts, right? And they're all participating and Samuel is crying in the corner and that one girl that I was telling you about earlier who was like she's like here she's here for it she's my ride or die right she comes over and she's like Samuel's crying and I'm like <laughs> okay let me go fix it so I go over to Samuel and he is like huddled like bawling bawling And I ask him, I'm like, Samuel, what's wrong? And he won't talk to me. And I'm like, Samuel, what's wrong? And he looked right at me and he goes, I am just so sorry that you were. (laughs) I can't even get it out. He goes, I am so sorry that you had to be born blind. And then it dawns on me. These kids think I'm blind, like blind, blind, (laughs) not colorblind they think i'm straight up blind they have been they weren't showing me where these stations are because they were awfully polite they were leading me around the room like helen keller thinking that i don't have a damn clue where i'm at how sweet is that i'm literally like choking up over here Like, they thought I was blind, so they took it upon themselves to, like, lead me around the room. Kids are just so pure, and it's so funny. But goddamn, that one got me. That one got me. I was like, oh, hell. (laughs) This is funny as fuck, but also, but also, it's just so sweet. Thank you for taking care of me. Like, I'm blind. Can someone tell me where I can get some W-A-T-E-R? Because I don't know. I'm going to need some hydration after I cry out these tears of happiness. Is that not like, listen, if there's anything, I don't give a shit. Also, I got to tell you what, Samuel turned into kind of a little hellion during the day, too. 
Like, I think once he realized that I wasn't blind, he was like, oh, I'm going to give this dude some shit now. I didn't even care. I didn't even care. I was like, Samuel, listen, if you stay in your seat, I'll give your teacher a good note. He's like, okay. He's like, okay, I don't care. I'm like, this kid could do no wrong in my eyes now. Because this is why. As a teacher, listen, academics you great you can teach math really well fantastic oh you got them to be super into lord of the flies good for you you know what matters that you have your kids leave i'm so you guys i don't know who gave me a shot of estrogen in the ass in the middle of the night but i've been crying for the past like two weeks over little things though and this just is so important to me and it means so much it's the fact that it doesn't all of the learning and all of the learning objectives and, you know, your end of the year reports and your evaluations and report cards and letters home and all that. None of it matters how much work you put into your lessons. None of it matters how much you write your lesson plans. None of it matters. What matters is that your kids are leaving your classroom as good people. And the rest of the world doesn't realize that we as teachers give our lives to make sure that we are pumping out good people into the world. And we care so much about the youngest humans in the world that we spend our lives dedicated to creating good people. And I don't give a shit if you can't add by the end of second grade. Are you a good person? Are you a Samuel? Would you drop everything to lead your blind teacher around the room? Like, that's a good kid. That's a good kid. Good for him. Good for his teacher for instilling that. Good for his parents for instilling that. A lot of kids don't have parents like that. And I just think that that's amazing. And I think that I'm just fed up with teachers being shit on left and right i can't believe it i cannot believe the disservice that this country does to our to our teachers i'm done and i gotta tell you guys what like here's the truth am i gonna go back to teaching i don't think so like i'm probably gonna be a sub for a while so i can do both these things you know why because when I am standing here and I have a podcast with a really big audience and I tour the country with a really big audience and I continue to grow because of you guys, by the way. So thank you for that. For some reason, you like me enough to listen to me every week. For some reason, you like me enough to laugh at my videos and come out to my shows. So thank you. But I'm never going to take that for granted. And I'm going to take this notoriety that I have. And the more that I keep growing and the more that I keep building as, I don't want to say famous or celebrity. That's, I don't know. I don't feel like that. But the more that I keep growing, I will use that for good. And I will use that to expose the bullshit that teachers have to go through. And I will use it to advocate for teachers because when you're a teacher in the classroom, you have a target on your back at all times. You say one wrong thing, you're out. So I make you guys a promise that I will do it for you. I will be the voice. I will say the things that need to be said in education. And I will not be scared to do it. Because someone's got to if we're going to make some goddamn change around here. <laughs> Am I right, Samuel? Hell yeah. <laughs>
God, I love this profession so much. That's the one part, though, that I was like, shit, I want to go back full time. Immediately, I wanted to go back full time after I was in kindergarten. Because just like that interaction, is the one thing that I missed when I was in kinder is like I didn't have the relationship with them. There's no relationship. Like when you're their classroom teacher, like that deep, meaningful relationship, that bond that teachers and students have, it's just like nothing else, right? And I didn't have it. I had it when I in, was in the first grade class, but not that. Shit, who knows? Maybe I'll go back for a year and just tour on breaks in the summer. Who knows? I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing something right. You guys are telling me I'm doing something right. And also, I do feel like we're making some change for this for this crazy profession. Wow, that was an emotional roller coaster. We really got into it. <laughs> That's what we got going on. You guys, listen, you can get more of the podcast, and you can support the podcast, and you can keep us on the air by becoming a Patreon fan, patreon.com slash Joe Dombrowski. Also, there you get access to tickets early before anyone else. So if I'm not coming to your city this spring, you can become a Patreon fan and get tickets early for the fall before the Gen Pub. And also, your Patreon contribution does keep uh, the podcast running. So thank you for that. I appreciate you guys joining Patreon. And for all the bonus content that you get, all the bonus episodes of Let's Watch TV and fun little things that I throw in there along the way, too. I love all of you. I'm just so grateful. I want to say hey to our newest Patreon fans real quick. Holly Watt. Madison. Just Madison. Kristen Hayek. Samantha Prince. Kara Vieter. Ashley. Ooh, Ashley. I'm going to try this one. You knew when I would say your name on the podcast that those were going to get me into trouble. Here we go. Ashley Nguyenschwander. Ashley Nguyenschwander? Did I get it right? Girl, I can sound out. Ah, oh, shit. Here's another one. Jamie Yeganoglu. Oh, you guys are going to shoot me, I swear. Jamie Yeganoglu. I love you, girl. I hope you don't want <laughs> to stick me in your yoga logaloo. Megan Legger. Jessica Linky. Taylor Wilson. Allison Smith. Lauren Nelson. Audrey Halesto. Michelle Kramer, Elizabeth Amador, Deb, just Deb, Ainsley, just Ainsley, Ashley Brown, Sarah Jaquez, Karen O, Chelsea, just Chelsea, Stacy Zorn, Kelly, just Kelly, and Kristen Jacobus. Hey, thank you guys so much for becoming Patreon fans. Again, you guys, you can get tickets for my tour, MrDTimes3.com. I love you guys so much. Thank you for everything you do for me. I hope you get some good laughs in. I hope the podcast made you laugh. Might have made you cry this week. But I love you, and I will see you next week. Bye.